Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Freddy's World. I got one of my old school friends. <laughs> you know, this guy is welcome to the black community. He's He can come to all the barbecues. <laughs> He, well, he can always go to the Soul Train line. I, I can only come to the big ones because the little ones won't have enough food. Yeah. You see a guy walking yeah. my size walking in your building. What is he doing here? Yeah, I met this guy during our lodge phase downtown Minneapolis when downtown was safe and fun. And some of these kids don't even know what that would man, mean. Man, they, they don't know how fun downtown <laughs> was, man. Won't y'all give it up for my ace boom coon Ben Quam right here, man. Woo! That's high praise, my man. That's man. high praise. Man. <laughs> Thank you for coming on to Freddy's World, man. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being a part of Freddy's World, man. I've, I've enjoyed being a part of Freddy's World since the first time we met, man. <laughs> yes. That was, that was wild when, when multiple nightclubs were packed and safe and having fun. It, it's hard to believe how far and how crazy things have changed. Okay. But Yeah, before we get into all of that, uh, you just started a new podcast. So let's yeah. talk about your podcast, oh, yeah. man. Uh, if you if you dig what's going on, we're gonna have Freddie on as a guest here soon. We're trying to work out a little schedule. We got a meeting this weekend to talk about that. But uh, it's called Libations for Everyone. Uh, it's on all the social medias right now. Basically, the idea is we like drinking, we love conversations and funny things that happen when people are drinking. So we take uh, a shot and then we start a timer. We start a topic. We got ten minutes. When that ten minutes goes off, bing! Everybody takes another shot and then we switch topics. And it's, it's fun because we thought one of the things that we've really been missing in all this is having those fun conversations with people at the bar, yeah. meeting strangers and then finding out that they're friends later on that evening, you know, like all that kinds of stuff, those connections and those stories and the jokes and the laughs <laughs> and the mm-hmm. shots. Uh, we thought, well, let's, let's give everybody that sort of like at home vibe of like being at a bar. So you're going to have a conversation. You can play along with us. You know, we told everybody, hey, we're going to try and ask some interesting questions. Hit pause, man. If you got some friends over, talk about what you would say, you know? When, when we, were, we had a discussion slash debate about thin crust, regular, or deep dish crust. What's the most authentic pizza? What do you like the best? And people get heated about pizza, man. Man. Yes, they do. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a deep dish guy. I don't like the little thin crust cutting squares. Hell no. And no pineapple on pizza. I don't care what nobody has to say. No pineapple on fucking pizza. I gotta give I gotta give the wife credit. She I, I used to be in that camp, and she has a pizza that she gets every now and then when like she's home alone watching TV or whatever. She does jalapeno pineapple or jalapeno pineapple pepperoni, and I came around on it. I will still usually eat the pineapple first, and then I'll eat the the pizza. But it's got that like sweet, salty, spicy thing going on. And uh, that just appeals to the fat kid right here, you know? Man. <laughs> Doesn't appeal to this little chubby black kid right here, but to each his own. So since we're talking about pizza, what is the best oven pizza, what you will say? Ooh, like like making at home? Yeah, making at home, yeah. Okay. At home, uh, I kind of got hooked on this idea. I started doing um, literally, well, for the frozen pizza... I'm a tombstone guy. I grew up on okay. tombstone, the tombstone sausage pepperoni. That's when I close my eyes. That's what. Okay, I yeah, I fucked with the tombstone. But I have been cruising around um, when uh, the whole COVID thing hit. Uh, a couple different pizza places were doing uh, take and make, where okay. they give you all the ingredients, and then you go home and you can make your pizza how you want it. So I started, I started doing that at a couple different joints and like stretching out the dough. And then, okay. like, you know, putting, I like to put my pepperonis in exactly the proportional so every piece has, like, X amount. If I get a tombstone, I'll rearrange the pepperonis. Yeah. I'll pick them off with a knife and yes. make them so that they're all good. But, yeah, I, I really, I got into doing that. I thought that was pretty cool. You could do those on the grill. 
Okay, so I never tried peach on the grill. Yeah, it gets like a little a little smokiness to it, and okay. it just added to it for me. Plus, it can get hotter than my oven. Okay. So you get it real hot with a pizza stone in there, and then put it right on okay. and, and go. Gotcha. But yeah, it, 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 when I'm hungover as fuck, Tombstone. That's okay. my jam. Yeah, I used to love Tombstone. Then I switched over to the Heggies, man. Oh. I love me a good Heggies. I do too. But here, now, now maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But I believe that a Heggies tastes better out of those silver pizza ovens that you get at like the Northeast Minneapolis bars. Okay. That's, that's my jam. So I got a homie named Nick, and we had talked about it. He unfortunately, well, fortunately, he got a job that had to move out of state. So we didn't get a chance to do it before he moved. But when he comes back, we're doing a bar crawl, and we're going to have the definitive answer. Because these pizza ovens, they've been making, I think we talked about yeah. I think we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I was inviting everybody. I'm like, look. Yeah, we, I, was, I, was, I was like, that is a dope. Because we got to get a bunch of people together if we're going to do it. Like, I can't eat seven pizzas myself, although I look like I maybe could. But I 100% could have a couple pieces of seven pizzas, and I would be kind of tight. But right now, I will say the best oven for a Heggie's is Grumpy's in Northeast. I agree with you on I that. I swear, man, the flavor, something yes. about all the yes. amount of pieces that have been cooked in that oven. It like It's like the, the flat top at Matt's Bar if you're going to get a Juicy Lucy. Anybody can make a Juicy Lucy. Yeah. But that bar, that flat top that they cook them on, that's had 25 years of onions and ground beef and oil on it. It tastes different. It's just better. Man. <laughs> so we got done talking about pizza, and I just want to move on to something that's been hitting the news because I've been seeing people talk about this on Facebook. The Will Smith and Jada. <laughs> the entanglement. Woo. I feel like Jada just set it up for man and woman to be like, Hey, Freddie, I thought you was dating Cindy. Nigga, please. We was in an entanglement. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this is Jada's version of, uh, of when, when Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin got divorced and they called it like, a, uh, like an uncoupling. They were like oh, uh, a copacetic uncoupling yeah. or something like that. You're like, you're just trying to use different words to hide the fact that like you hurt somebody and you came up with something else. Yeah, entanglement. Mm. Like that couldn't have been me across that red table because mm. she would have had to entangle my foot out her ass, dog. Like straight up. Well, I mean, there's no. Hey, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not cool to hit women, but there's a reason to hit anybody in that circumstance. I'm just like, <laughs> if 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 I'm. August, the other dude, like, what are you doing going around writing songs about it and, like, going on every news network you can? Yeah. Like, just shut up, man. You you got to you got to lay with Jada. That should be a reward enough. You don't yeah. need to get publicity for that. You don't need more money for that. Jada has been one of the baddest women on earth for as long as I can remember. And that should be reward enough. <laughs> man, they, I'm just saying that could not be me, man. I would, I would have had to put the boots to a bitch. I'm sorry. I mean, when I would have got done, I turned and OJ would have gave me the championship belt. Like, man, you the champion. But it's not cool to beat women, but everybody's there's there's a reason to hit everybody. I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like maybe you just shouldn't put the butt in there. I'm just saying. But there's a reason to hit everybody. It's like, and his face, the fact that the camera's on him, that look on Will's face, that's a meme for the rest of, of life. But to but to flip it, there's a lot of men out there that have seen that same look on their lady's face, mm-hmm. and they still don't know what's going on. So that's when communication in relationship is key. I always kind of wonder with that stuff too. With with like famous people, they've been together for a long time, but there's always been rumors that they were kind of splitting up or they were on a break or whatever. I gotta feel like Will's probably been doing some stuff too. It's just yeah, she had a fellow that stepped forward and talked about it, and that I don't. 
man. To me, that dude was like, what are you, what are you doing, man? That's, so that, that's some code shit. See, that's, the, that's, what, that's what's wrong with this generation. They, they want to tell and post. I mean, if I got a chance to sleep with Holly Berry, I ain't telling nobody. <laughs> I am not taking any pictures. I'm going to enjoy the juices of Miss Berry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's what, that's, I think that's the part of the whole thing that I don't get. Like, I am a selfish human being. And my wife and I have, have long talked about it, that if we're done, we're done, that's it. We're together, we're together. I, I don't understand how people take breaks and like get into other relationships, but that's, everybody's different. And I'm not, yeah. you want to do some freaky deaky shit? Go for it. That's all, that's all good. You guys want to break up, date other people, then get back together? I don't know that I would be able to do that, but if you can, cool. That's your business. But then when somebody starts running around telling TMZ and everybody... Like, that guy is who needs to get his ass whooped. I agree. <laughs> they, him and Jada both need to need their ass whooped. <laughs> well, because, like, what, yeah. what, did she, I don't, what did she really do wrong, though? Like, but, it's, it's crazy to think that you could get back together with somebody after they were sleeping with somebody else. But if they were really on a break, and if, if Will had a part in that break, then I mean, who, at the, who am I? You know? At the end of the day, we don't know what's going on in that household. Yeah. But... I still would have gave the boots to a bitch. Man. I hope. I hope. Like, I hope, I hope, oh, man. I hope when he first found out about that, I heard. I hope it was just Will walking around the house going like, "Woo! Ha ha! Woo! Ha ha!" Just doing that over and over and over again while blood came out of his ears. Man. And then, like you said, that photo and that meme, man, yeah. is just ridiculous, man. Because I'm sorry, you can't say that. Uh, we had an entanglement. I'm sorry. Unless his penis accidentally got caught in your mouth or vagina, I don't know what you're talking about entanglement. That just seems like you guys were fucking. Yeah, that's gonna be the new thing for people to say now. I wasn't dating her. We was, or I wasn't dating him. We was in an entanglement. I will slap the first man I hear try to say that to somebody. There's probably one that already said it. Already. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just saying what I would hear. Nah, baby. Nah, baby. We that she she didn't mean nothing. That was an entanglement. Get out. So I want to know will Facebook have a little relationship entanglement? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> is, it, is entanglement right above complicated, right below in a relationship? No, just get rid of compl- complicated. Just put entanglement. I mean, that that'd be the best way to do that, man. I feel like complicated now shifts to when you don't want to admit that somebody left you. Yeah, like if you're the one leaving, you're not gonna put as complicated. Yeah. But if you got left, but you're like hoping, like Will, Will was complicated while Jada was entangled. <laughs> she probably had her legs all the way up in the chandelier <laughs> and, and I know there's been people that pick sides If I'm picking a side, I'm rolling with Will Smith Because I've always been a big Will Smith fan And hey I, I don't, I, Okay, this is where I'm toying Because Jada and Tupac were tight And I feel like if you can, if you can go through all of the ups and downs of that friendship and be married to Will Smith and have the kids that they have. Like you gotta be you gotta be a pretty amazing human too. Cause like Pac didn't keep anybody straight through except Jada. Jada, yeah. Everybody else in the crew was like either you were early part of Pac's life or you were a later part of Pac's life. It was like pre-death row or post-death row. Yes. But then Jada was there the whole time. So I feel like I feel like there's like a seven foot tall amount of of like Passion and fury inside of that little ass. Yeah, but I did see an interview with Will, and he did state state one of his regrets that he didn't really get to know Tupac because he was kind of jealous of yeah. their friendship I with him and Jada, and which I get. But like, especially at that time, Will. Yeah, that was like that was that was pre Fresh Prince, wasn't it? 
That was still when Will was just a rapper. Yeah, or just no, just de- no. He was already on Fresh Prince. Was I it believe. Fresh Prince already? Okay, yeah. But like, but he wasn't like a list movie star right. yet. So he was still I a squeaky believe. clean rapper doing some kind of comedy stuff. Like I feel like the Fresh Prince didn't get enough credit for how serious some of those episodes were. Dude, you know, like people thought he was kind of a clown for a while, and then you look at what they got into. And I'll put a couple of those episodes of Fresh Prince against any movie that he was in, and that was better writing and better acting. Oh, I agree, especially with the one with the dad, how oh. he cried on Uncle Phil. Man, man, rest in peace, James Avery, because I still get called Uncle Phil every now and then. But man, that episode really touched me as a kid that never met his biological father. Yeah, I you know. So I had a ton of of, of dad. Well, still do have dad issues myself. Uh, my dad wasn't really around a ton, and that's that's something that man, that episode like. Here you go. This is how powerful that episode is. That episode was just on a random TV at a bar. And that scene was coming up. And I had to look away from the TV because my eyes started watering. Knowing the scene was coming. No audio. Across the bar. But I literally had to turn my chair so that I didn't start crying in front of my friends at the bar. Because that scene is that tough. Yeah, that that scene gets to me too, man. I get teary-eyed. But one of my favorite episodes, which we have talked about... When, when when Will got hustled Ooh. and Uncle Phil had to come, yeah. Jeffrey, bring me Lucille. You know, <laughs> James Avery is such a badass. Like that dude looked like if you got two or three steps away from him, he could never catch you. But you wouldn't even take those steps because you're too scared. Yeah, because when he gave that look, you're done. Yes. Oof, he was a badass. Man. Jeffrey was too. I love Jeffrey. I, I, I just love that show in general, man. Every time, if that show comes on every now and then, I'll just stop and just watch and laugh to this day. That is legitimately my favorite sitcom of my entire life. I love that. Like, later on as an adult, there's like stuff like 30 Rock and Parks and Rec. And yeah. That's all cool. But like, the original, like that 1980s, 1990s sitcom vibe, that show to uh, me was better than anything else. I, I yeah. Seen. Yeah. One sitcom I started. I started watching because my roommates are white, and I, I always thought it was a white show, but it's actually pretty funny. Is The Office? Mm. The Office is the shit because no matter, <laughs> I, I, I mean, obviously that cast is almost completely white except mm-hmm. for Stanley and then a couple guest stars that were on. Yeah, Azar, Azar Azari, and Craig Robinson. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh well, yeah, Craig came on later. Later, like yeah. when it started though, like that was that was it. But. Everybody has been stuck in those office situations. Yes. Where you just have the boss who thinks they're the best boss and yet is the worst. I, that show cracks me up. The original British one, I, I probably know by heart. That was like right in that DVD era where I just go to sleep watching DVDs at night. Yeah. And I'd, I'd always have the British one on. It's just, it's awesome because we've all had to sit through all of those idiots before. Oh, yes, we have. The super drawl HR guy. The guy that's gunning for everybody's job, like all that—that's that's all the same crap. That that is a funny show, man. Yeah, especially those first two years, man. It is Lily ass white. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's kind of like French. There's no black person in the office or at the at the coffee shop till later on. What kind of shit is this? Come on, man. French was listed in New York. There's black people in New York. Man, that whole show. <laughs> I you know I can't I can't make fun of it because I I. I mean, I was in high school when that show was on, so it was yeah. impossible not to watch it because everybody wanted to talk about it. Yeah. But that show does not hold up for me. I, no. I have tried watching it again, and it's no. literally almost unwatchable. One show I got on in high school because I was dating a chick, a lady in high school, I want to say chick, and 
I got into Dawson's Creek, man. <laughs> Dawson's Creek was my shit back in the day, man. That was like one of those hidden shows. I wouldn't tell nobody. Yeah. But I was like, Joy and Pacey, yeah, Dawson and Pacey, yeah, man, got together. Oh, Locking shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to wait yeah. to my life to be over. I'm trying to think it was the first year, because that was when Pacey banged his English teacher. Yes. That, that one, I, I mean... Shit, she might listen to this. I had a huge crush on my English teacher senior year. Yeah. And there was definitely a part of that that was like, oh, man. All man. right, I, I like where this is going. Man. And then college hit, and I just completely lost man. track of normal TV. Because you couldn't, like, wasn't on demand. No. If you missed it. You, you missed, missed it. it. So I was like, well, no, nope, there's parties. Speaking of high teachers, we had one in, at Richville. All the guys who listened went to my high school, Richville High School. We and some of the girls. We had, she was um, our cooking teacher. Her name was Miss Pedretti. Ooh. And we had another one. She taught our fashion class, which was a elective, like a bullshit class, just to get the extra credit to graduate. Yeah, they were two of the finest teachers, man. Miss Parcells, like she was still like in college too, man. So we was always trying to stay after for class for Miss Parcells, man, and Miss Pedretti, man. Yeah, we had we had uh, Miss Wills, uh, uh, Mrs. Wills went on maternity leave to have a kid. Okay, and they brought a woman who had just graduated college yeah. in to take over the class, and. I remember she walked in and like surprisingly we had a little like class clown section in the back. Yeah. There was three of us. And in the AP classes, like that the class clown shit wasn't really all that common. Yeah. So we were really tight in back. We were all just jibber jabber and she came in and everybody stopped talking at the exact same time. <laughs> yes. And I was like, Oh man. It was just ah, that thank you, high school. Man, but and the- <laughs> And the kids got it made because some of these teachers were sleeping with the students. Oh, you know how 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 awesome I would have felt if Miss Purcells was like, "Hey, you want to come to my house after class?" I'd be like, "You goddamn right, I want to come over. I definitely want to work that extra credit, baby." You know what I mean? It's so funny to think of like. I think my entire group of friends, everybody would have left at that chance. But then if you look at it, if you take yourself out of it, you look at it, yeah. you look at those ages, you're like, that's insane. That's absolutely wrong. But I literally, I don't think a single one of my friends would have, would have said no back then. No, I wouldn't have said no. And a couple of my high school buddies would, wouldn't have said no. To, Hell, some of the girls I went to high school with wouldn't have said no. Miss Parcells was banging. <laughs> I don't know where she at now. I got to pull out the yearbook and see if she <laughs> left her phone number for a player. But I'm looking for you, Miss Parcells. I got a Facebook you. I'm hunting you down, bitch. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious, man. <laughs> man, she was banging, man. And she used to wear those tight, like her tight pants where she wore a thong so you could see the thong tree. Man. Man. Miss Parker knew what she was doing. Yeah, Miss Purcells knew what she was doing, man. She could let her brother stay after they worked that extra credit. Speaking of, of that Miss Parker reference, man, somebody just pointed out to me that Friday is 25 years old. Damn. I am having a tough time wrapping my head around that. That is one of my favorite movies, man. It still holds up. I I still know that movie line for line, oh man. Like, and what I love is that over the last 25 years, that's one of the movies that I just, I have not stopped watching. Like, at least every year, maybe every 18 months, I got to watch it. But what I love is, like, as I've gotten older, different shit is funnier to me right now. Like, the last time I watched it, the funniest part for me, like, I was laughing out loud is the way that uh, the way that Pooh runs away after Debo's <laughs> Yeah, the way that he runs. Yes, it just kills me. I rewound it. I watched it three times. Just fucking kill me. And then everything that Ezel does, like when he's in the background and shit. Yes, every time he's coming in, the song that he's humming, the shit he says. Man. To himself, 
It is that Man. is such an underrated character. Man. And like I want to know more about Izzy. <laughs> I wish Big Worm had more. Oh, man. Big Worm. We we he t- my favorite scene now when he's well, he's with the ice cream chug and he takes the little boy's money. He's like, "That's my money now, fat boy." <laughs> and the kids like, "Mama!" <laughs> Let me get the chili Fritos. <laughs> I say that, I literally say that every time I walk past chili Fritos yeah. in a gas station. Oh man, that movie. And like again, of course, like now it's just accepted that like Ice Cube is a comedic actor and that man. But think about the like the hardest motherfucker in rap wrote a comedy about living in the hood, hood that literally became one of the all-time classic comedies. Yes. That is insane to think. Yeah. Like, America's Most Wanted Ice Cube Dude. just left NWA. Wait. No Vaseline, Vaseline Ice Cube was yes. like, yo, let's write a movie. It's going to be hilarious, hilarious. And it's going to make everyone in the country. Also, also he wrote Fuck the Police, NWA, yeah. you know. And that song still holds up to this day For in sure. some Aspects that came on. Uh, I had a, a little mix going that I had made when we were doing a lot of the like running food down to the um, Cup Foods and, and Speedway down there yeah. by the George Floyd Memorial. That song came on, and I still get chills when it comes on. When that beat first hits after yeah. they do the like the little courtroom sketch, yeah, holy shit, man! That, that the fact that that song is still that hard, like that song yes. right now, if it came out. Would be an anthem that all these young kids would yes. be screaming. I remember while I was volunteering, that's when I got on the news for volunteering, yep. um, which it was shit. I, I, I enjoyed volunteering. It was probably one of the most best experience I had in a while. And seeing the George Floyd Memorial, I've been there three times, I believe. But once that news interview guy, somebody had a radio and we're all volunteering, we're all outside. And they played NWA's Fuck the Police. And we was just rocking outside. Black and white. We were yep. like... Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. <laughs> there was there was a dude the 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 first day that I did a, a food delivery down there when we were coming out there was somebody directing traffic, and he just had a he just had a Bluetooth speaker attached to his belt. Yeah, and it was just that song on repeat. Man, everybody was honking, high fiving, yelling lyrics, and like I, I want to know, I would love to know, like back when they were in the studio writing that. If they thought that 30 years later, like... It would still be relevant. It would still be relevant, which is incredibly sad. But then the fact that, like, people of every race, color, and creed would all be rapping along to that while trying to make the community heal after the murder of one of their own. Like, the fact that that actually has become a healing, triumphant song is fucking insanely awesome. And it's I feel that song's going to be played once the officers are found guilty. Mm. That song is going to be played... Mm-hmm. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. It'll, dude, it'll chart. It'll chart. Man. It'll be back on this. And, and that's just, that's wild to think. Because they were all, I mean, those they were all kids. They were yeah. all 21, 22 yeah, years old. Yeah, Ice Cube, I believe, was like 19 yeah. when he wrote that. He was, yeah, he was the youngest one in the group. Yeah. And that, like, just to think of, like, how much, that's when, when people say, like, oh, these fucking millennials and that. Like, that's who changes the world. By the time you're my age, everybody starts getting all, like, stodgy and, like, well, I would, but, you know, it's past nine o'clock. So, not me at 40. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But, like, think about, yeah. All right, this is going to sound rude. And I, I hope I don't offend anybody out there, but, like, we all, there, <laughs> when you think back to, like, the people that you were friends with in, in high school and college, and you see them now, like, there are some that look like they're still vibrant, they're still out there doing it, they're still whatever. And then there are people that look like they are 10 or 15 years older than you. And it's not because they lived hard. Yeah. It's just because they, like, 
just accepted that they're going to be like old people and do yeah. old people stuff. And it was great to see, cause you could almost pick it out from my friends who was coming down to volunteer, who was coming down to help and who was going to like write something nice on Facebook and then yeah. that's it. And it's all the people that are still active, that are still out doing shit, that still yeah. go to shows. Those were all the same people that I saw showing up yeah. to help out when their community needed them. And I think that's awesome. And I hope we see more of that. Yeah, and that's where uh, one of the reasons I kind of put my podcast on hold for a couple episodes when I took a break because I felt the community needed me. Yeah. You know? So the podcast, so I didn't. I don't want to say I've lost steam, but I just, like, I just need to take a break and just go help the community. You know, but I'm back, baby, and we go we go switch on a different topic real quick. I want to, since we always on Freddy's World give the ladies their just due, I want to give the man their just due. I'm about to drop this public service announcement for the ladies. Ladies, if you got a good man that's working hard, taking care of you and the kids, he's come paying the bills, he's even coming after work cooking, just taking taking care of you, doing what the man should do. Please don't be hard on that, brother, because life is hard for a man, especially a black man nowadays. I can't, I, I can't speak to that because, like, I, if I even try to say, like, life is hard for a big white dude who's straight and married, like, I pretty much, like, I can complain, but the minute I look around, I'm like, nope, nope, I just shut the fuck up. But in, just in general, just any man of, any man out there that's, Taking care of his woman, being responsible, doing the right damn things. That man does do not want to come home to why why you don't pay you no attention? Why you gotta do this? Why you gotta do that? Shut the fuck up and let that man be. Because there's a lot of good guys out there that's taking that is helping. How can I put this word? Um ungrateful bitches. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. A lot of good guys out there got ungrateful bitches. That's they don't supply nothing but the headache. And you know what? As a man, there's time we do got to turn down pussy. We know women. I know you turn down pussy. We get it because these men are trying to fuck you. Us men, we turn down pussy because we don't want to fuck them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll go to the McDonald's out here in Robbins every now and then. And you think the fat chick Samantha, the manager, I'm trying to fuck? Even though she give me free fries? Hell no. Wait, wait, wait. You, you getting free fries somewhere? Yeah, she hit me up with free fries a couple of times. I ain't, Come on, I ain't trying to fuck Samantha. Or they call her they call her Big Sam, you know. Big Sam. They call her Big Sam. <laughs> I feel like that should be a special at McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me get a Big Sam. Let me get two. Let me get two Big Sams. <laughs> but I'm just saying, man turn out pussy they don't want. Mm-hmm. But I will also say, if you're listening to this as a man, and you're like, hell yeah, but you're up to some punk-ass shit where you're not coming home when you should, when you're not doing anything around the house because men don't do that shit, fuck off because you're making it hard for everybody else. Yes, and that's when the woman will start creeping in. Women are the best cheats. <laughs> women are the best cheaters. Because we're dumb. Yeah, we are dumb. We're so dumb. We're, d- we're dumb. <laughs> women are the best cheaters. <laughs> That's every, true. Time, every time I hear like <laughs> some story about like one of my one of my guys doing some dumb shit and getting caught, you're like, well, what did you do? It's always the dumbest thing ever. It's like that's why like guys get caught in crimes and shit because yeah. like we just do stuff because you want to do it and then you don't think about all the other things that go. That's just see. This, this is the difference when a when a man in a relationship meets a girl, say at Sneaky Pete's. He'll, he'll forget the name, but he'll type in chick I met at Sneaky Pete's. When a woman meets a dude at Sneaky Pete's, she gonna put him as my cousin Brad, or Uncle, or Uncle R. Kelly, whatever, you know. She go, and then when it, when it pops up on the girl's cell phone, you go look at it. Oh, it's just her uncle. But when that shit pops up on our phone, 
chick from Sneaky Pete's. <laughs> Who the fuck did you meet at Sneaky Pete? Especially if you think a black woman. Oh, the head and the fingers going to point. Like, who the fuck is that bitch? Who the fuck is that bitch? Oh, man. <laughs> Make you get out your own house, you know? <laughs> now you mad because you're sitting in the car for like two hours listening to R. Kelly trapped in the closet. <laughs> my, my, my girl Janelle always taught me. She was like, Ben, if, when, if, if the finger starts coming up, know that you're treading in a bad area. <laughs> but it's when the claps come with every oh, syllable. She goes, yes. that's when you need to run the yes. fuck out of the house and just go. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Janelle, wherever you are. Yeah. I lost you on, on social media, but I hope you're doing well. And shout out to the men that are actually doing the damn thing and being faithful and just just being faithful and being a good dude with some of these ungrateful bitches. We salute you. <laughs> we salute you, my dude. Freddie, we, who hurt you? No, nah, nobody. <laughs> hey, we, we all been hurt, man. I'm we all been hurt. You. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> no, we all been hurt, but, there, but we always give a shout out to the ladies. So I just want to... Make a shout out to the guys like, hey, there's some good guys out there in shitty situations, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. so just to keep your head up. If you if you stuck with her, tell the leases up, just take your TV and your clothes and get the fuck out. That's what you got to do, man. It ain't going to get better. It ain't going to get better. And there's nothing better than having a peace of mind at mm-hmm. the end of the day. I, I one of uh, one of the. I, I dabble in writing, and one of the things that I wrote that got the most reactions, I really truly believe this, and this is to, to men and women out there, if the same mouth that says, I love you, also says, you're worthless, you're a piece of trash, you're blah, 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 eventually you're going to start to believe that. Regardless of, of how much you believe in yourself, eventually it's going to start sinking in. If that kind of toxicity is in your world, either work on it or get out, because it's only going to drag you yeah. down. And we got enough good people that are getting dragged down by a lot of other bullshit out there, regardless of, of what it is. Like, you need to make sure that you're in a healthy spot. Yes. It doesn't matter how great you are if you're in an unhealthy, toxic relationship. Eventually, that toxic shit will get into you. And now you just ruined a good person. Yeah, and that's would make people carry baggage over to the new relationship, yep. which is not fair to nope. the new person. Nope. And then they pass that on. They bring yes. that toxicity to that. It's, it's like fucking radiation, man. It infects people and it sticks with them. It's like COVID. <laughs> yeah, you got that COVID baggage. You got to get that shit out of there. Get, get that shit out. <laughs> you know. And dudes, for the last time, please stop sending dick pics to oh, the ladies. Yeah, please. come on, man. That's some bunk ass shit. Please. There has never been. Look, if somebody asks for it, because whatever you haven't seen each other for a while, that's completely different. Unsolicited, get the fuck out of here. Nobody, nobody wants to see your dick. No, especially when you say it to the ladies. You know the ladies go talk about it. They keep it. There, I bet you. I bet you that I say probably. I know. I'll say out of the ten chicks, I know. I'll just name went random. I bet you out of the ten, eight will have pictures of dicks on their phone Absolutely. because some random dude. Yep. And you know the women comment and make fun of like, like, wow, this dude sent me a dick that has a turtleneck on it because he ain't <laughs> circumcised. Or look at this, he could have like shaved his balls. You know, how does the dick just sit on top of the balls like? That? Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> He could have put some lotion on. Yeah. Like, look at this. Yeah, nobody takes a picture of a turtle that's in its shell. What the fuck? Are you Thank you. That picture for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's just how it is, you know. Because and ladies, stop sending pictures to men, you know, because we share just like you do too. Knock it off. Knock, knock it off. <laughs> unless, unless, unless somebody's asking for it. If it's an, if it's a consensual thing, hey, do you? I get it. Like, yeah. people got to travel for business, and yeah. I'm, I'm all about whatever it is that you need to do. But it has to be both parties agreeing on it. Otherwise, you're just an asshole. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's been times, I mean, I have done it myself when a girl sent me titty pics like, 
That's when I was younger. I'm mature now. But when I was just like, ooh, look at this. And I just show it to my friend. Like, who's that? Oh, the girl I met outside the drink. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm not going to name names, but I, I feel really bad. I was trying to, a buddy of mine's phone, I had sent him an album from a concert that we had gone to mm-hmm. together. And I, I got the, the actual soundboard recording of the show we were at. And obviously it was a huge file, so I sent it to him uh, through, like, a, I think it was Google Drive. Yeah. And he's not good with computers or phones, so he was like, yo, show me how to access that. And uh, his wife had sent some pictures via that same Google Drive. <laughs> I opened it up, and there's just two folders that just have, like, random yeah. numbers and letters on them. So I was like, well, I don't know, it's probably this one. And whoop! Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, now I've seen your wife naked. Sorry about that. Yeah. So did that make it awkward when you saw her again? Like, oh, I just waited like six months to see her. I was like, yeah. let's let this go away. You, you, you just... see her at a, at a cook, I'm like, hey, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn it, dude. Because like, now, once, you know, you don't, you're not looking for it. Now you saw it. It's just, eh. So then I was like, well, here's your goddamn music. Like, what's up, Michelle? How's it going? <laughs> hilarious you wearing pink (laughs) (laughs) the outfit the outfit (laughs) just the singer yeah what's uh what are you listening to now man man you banging out anything good man i still man i've been listening to a lot of papa smoke lately Mm, pop smoke is dope still been still in my 90s i've been listening to wu-tang again and and i've been on like a teddy pendergrass kick too I got some Teddy live on vinyl that I've been playing in the mornings when you get up. Okay. It's impossible to not just like feel good. Like you're, it's Man. him, that and Donny Hathaway. I've been yes. playing those two records in the morning and it just, you just feel like you move differently when you got that music on. But yeah. I've been, I went back, this is the reason I asked this. I went back and uh, I've been listening to Soul Food from Goody Mob. Great album. Man, I don't think I've listened to that record in 10 years. And that's another one. It holds up. If that record was released now, you know, it would need a little bit of different, like, levels mixing. But overall, if that album came out now and hadn't existed previously, I think it would still be a hit. Yeah. Like, listening to the balance. And Wu-Tang's the same thing. Like, listening to the way, again, these young kids, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds, wrote music that were changing the world around them that nobody had ever really talked about. Yeah. You know, like, pre-Soul Food and, I guess, Outcast, like... Dirty South didn't exist. Yeah. That wasn't a term anybody said. Nobody talked about the hip Yeah, not yeah, Atlanta, yeah. Not in Atlanta. I'm, I mean, more ghetto boys, Houston, yeah. yeah. Yep. But and as far as the actual, like, that Atlanta scene, yeah. that changed everything. And now look at all the rappers that have come out of there. I mean, trap music as a genre came out from that. And it's crazy to think that these kids that were just making what sounded good to them and felt right in their heads and in their hearts, yeah. that that shit still bangs that hard. Yeah, and Minnesota could be like that because we have so many talented artists. But when I interviewed Mark Creasy, we both said, like, the artists here just so hate on each other. They don't want to collab, which is sad because there's so much talent here with music. It bums me out. Like, that that has been... And this goes back to when I was still, like, in bands and shit in the late 90s and the 2000s. We're so awful to our own, like, scene. You know, like, everybody has bands they like, but then they don't go see other bands because, like, they like this band and... They don't like that band. Or same thing with rappers or whatever. Yeah. And then everybody is so busy trying to build up their own little fiefdoms. Nobody thinks about, hey, yeah. if we all work together, we could do some and shit. And that's why one of the reasons I started this podcast, too, is just, hey, um, I haven't seen 
too many people with podcasts in Minnesota. Let me use this as a platform so people could come in and promote whatever they're doing, something positive, you know. Or if you got a, or you a stripper want to promote your yeah. nights you working at Ricks or whatever, you come to Freddy's for and promote. Yeah, hell you know, yeah. I mean, that's why I started the podcast for, and I have no problem working with anybody that has a podcast. Let's get together. Let's keep it moving because there's not a podcast scene in Minnesota that I know. So. There's a there's a cat you should check out. Uh, his name is Longshot. He's uh, from out of Chicago, but he uh, recorded a lot of stuff with Laserbeak from Doomtree. Okay, and he's been up here a whole bunch. Okay. So technically not like a Minneapolis musician, but if you hear him rap, it belong to me. It belongs in this scene. Like yeah. it sounds like our hip hop scene. He's got a song called Parades, uh, talking about how. Every time you know anybody in law enforcement is killed, there's a huge parade and all that. But every time a black person's killed, it's this is what he did wrong. This is why we shouldn't honor him. Yeah, and it's it's such a powerful song, and I listen to that song every day for a month straight. Yeah, that is true. Um, every time a black person is killed, they they're so quick to bring up the piss past, mm. and that's one thing I don't do. If somebody passed. Why would I want to dig up old dirt about this person? That's still you someone's know? child. That's it's, still yeah. someone's father. That's still someone's friend. Yeah. That's still someone's sibling. Yeah. Like, who gives... I, I, I've broken the law. Yeah, we all have. So so if, if I die, is that what they're going to talk about? Yeah. I hope not. Yeah. But we get into this cycle where we allow the media to do that. We allow people that are definitely fucking racist to control that dialogue because the people that really care are the ones who are grieving. Yes. And it's really hard to fight another fight when you're also fighting with the loss of a human being that meant something to you. And that's, like, that's what's fucked up. That, that whole record, the, that whole long shot record is so good. Okay. That track, man. Oh, my God. It just, it just rings in my head. I got to check it out. So let's talk about like old school downtown, like how we met, <laughs> dude. Because, like, like, when you, like these kids don't know or people that moved here a couple years ago that weren't around like how fun downtown and uptown used to be, man. So I was having this discussion actually earlier today with a, a restaurant owner in Northeast. And at the end of the 90s, downtown was not great. But because there were so many open spaces, people could get rent for pretty cheap to give it a run. And we all collectively built this really cool club culture where you could go and you could hear banging old school hip hop. You could hear the start of what was going to become sort of popular house music. You could hear R&B jams. You could hear rock and roll tracks. Yeah, they were dope. Wherever you went, you could hear all that shit. Like, whether you were in bottle service or whatever, like, you would kind of hear a little bit of everything that was banging at that time. Yeah. You know, and I loved, as a DJ at the time, I loved the fact that the crowd was just down for it. Like, if you wanted to do an old school, early 90s hip-hop set, they were there for it. You want to play some house music, they were there for it. They were just asking you to kind of switch it up. And because of that, I think you'll attest to this, I love the way that the crowds at all of those clubs represented the community. You saw yeah. every single shade of skin on, on a yeah. human being, all hanging out together, having a good time. Yeah, and some of my closest friends I met came from downtown, like mm -hmm. yourself, um, Cortland, Shout Just out to Cortland yeah, Cortland Steele, man. I got to get Cortland on, man. That's still the most badass name in the history Cortland of Steel. names. Cortland Steele. Yeah, he. I think he did porn. You know, Cortland <laughs> <Exactly>. Steele. <laughs> oh that dude, man. Ah, those first couple of years, God, we had some wild shit. We opened a bunch of bars together, and 
when you're just around somebody all the time like that, man, the amount of laughter that we had. Man, like, because I think I, I met you when I, while I was working at the Annex. Yep. Yep, that was the, one of my favorite spots. Not, not saying because I worked there, because the owner, Rob, he took care of us, man. That was, the Annex was like kind of the start of that scene. Yeah. You know, because that, that, that was the first, that was the first sort of club place that I went to. When I went downtown, like or the place that had DJs and, and yeah. music and shit, that because previous to that, I only went to like bar bars. Yeah, and then Annex was like, oh shit. This yeah, because I think we've run the first clubs to actually do to start doing the bottle service. Yep. Before a drink was. Yep. Yeah, and um, like I said, the owner took care took care of us, and that's where I met Christine Klein. She was a yep. go-go dancer. That's where I met Peter Doe. So people who I'm still cordial and friends with yep. to this day, I met through. Downtown Minneapolis. There is, if you look at where everybody is now, it's insane that all of those same humans ended up in the same clubs, like working and hanging out together. Because like everybody is doing such like wild divergent shit now. Yes. But at the time, like there was this whole crew of again people in their young twenties that just wanted to go out and like I wanted to make a scene that was my scene. Yeah. I didn't want to jump in on somebody else's. I didn't want to be hanging out with a bunch of older people trying to act like I had something. Yeah. It was like, you could show up. That's what I loved about some of those places. Like, you had to be in dress code, but you could show up a little bit dressed down, and you'd get in. Yeah. Or you could really dress up, and you wouldn't see... Uh, unless it was a Mike Whitelock claw club, <laughs> and you're black. You, you ain't getting in. Let's keep it, Let's keep that shit real. Mike, White, Mike Whitelock wouldn't let nobody in. Let's keep it real. <laughs> if you black with baggy pants... Nigga, you might have to chill in the parking lot. <laughs> Let's keep it real, dog. No, that's, that, I mean, and I think we had that same problem also with a couple security guards yeah. around town. They got a little, they got a little high on their horse about what, who they could let in. Yeah, they weren't really looking at, at uh, shirt sizes or pants sizes. They were looking at skin color. skin color. Yes, and I mean, obviously, that's that's a hurdle that we have to jump across in America continuously, and we will continue to have to until we can root that shit out. But overall, I really felt like that scene for like that 10 to 15 year run Man. was really welcoming. Man, it was just Wednesdays, $5 all you can drink, brothers. Thursday, spin. Friday, annex. Free drinks from like 9 to 10.30. Then you hop over to, uh, what's the Depot called? Envy. 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 Yep. Then you, some people went to um, Escape mm-hmm. or Spin wasn't open yet. Man, but we but we had Brian Bell's Club, The Lounge, yep. or... Bootleggers wasn't even open yet, so we had all these clubs. Then once the others like, like when Spin opened up, then oh the drink was open as well. Yep. Monday nights at the drink, but you know what cracked off on Mondays was my first club I went to at twenty one, Minneapolis the, Cafe. Dude, Minneapolis man. Cafe. That was uh, wasn't that was that David Fema's spot? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was that place. The fact that they made a Monday night work in Minneapolis. Which was unheard of right. at the time. And then Drink kind of took it. And then Fahrenheit tried to get it. And they kind of had their own money night yeah. going on. And, like, it was just wild when I would have friends come into town. And they'd be like, what's the bang at night? Everybody would be like, Mondays. That Mondays, was yes. Mondays was lit. Because you, you didn't have the Weekend Warriors. No. It was, like, devoted club people that went out yes. on Monday night. And that scene, oh, man. My man Danny Denovis <laughs> standing at that staircase at drink. Yes. Like deciding by pointing, like, you can come up. Yes. You can come up. Yes. Shout out to Derek at the drink. Oh, yeah. Nick at the drink. 
And shout out to one of rest in peace. He's not here anymore. He's been gone for a while. Shout out to Ross, man. Mm. One of the best door guys. I met him at Stargate. He was the first guy to give me a VIP card in Minneapolis. That dude, I love the way that he could, because he was not the biggest guy. No. But he could say some really, really serious shit, but with a smile on his face. And you'd end up saying thank you as he was walking your ass out. Yeah. You'd be like, yo, thanks for being cool. Then you turn around the door shut behind you. Yeah. Shout out to Rock. He was the first guy to give me a VIP card in Minneapolis. And he gave it to me for Stargate. And I I was like, yeah. So I was still in college, you know, come home. You know, have the VIP card, have some chicks with me. Thought I was the fucking man. Stargate, man. So I was was definitely a Minneapolis snob. So I didn't fuck with that side of the river. I remember, I I can't even remember who I, it might have been Cortland that I went out there with. I went with somebody from the clubs. I went out there and I was like, Yo, are you just going to, like, kill me in a ditch somewhere? Like, where are we going? And then we pulled up. It's right I, across from the lamplighter. Yeah, but see, that was... Yeah. I may as well have been in Iowa at that yeah. point. Like, I had never been over there before. That lamplighter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like we was going to Waterworks. Because no. I, I was working at Tropics, and then we were still going to Waterworks when we were off, man. Tropics. All the way to Centerville. Tropics and Banana Joe's were the first two clubs uh, I ever set I, were, I worked. I worked at Tropics, man, from 18 to 20. Yeah. <sighs> But where I met Eric James, he was he, Eric James always been cool with me, man. I think he owns um, what's the drinks old spot now? Um, oh my God, I'm blanking. Last call, last call. I believe he's an owner. I'm not 100 percent sure, so don't quote me. But Eric James always been cool with me. John Murs, another guy, man, who I'm still friends with, dude. Love, love to John Murs. Yes. he just had to close up his restaurant. Yeah, I hate Five Boy had to close. Yeah, man. that was that was tough, man. When when he called me and let me know, uh, it was hard. Like I got a lump in my throat because. That dude has always been a good human being to me. He's always been a solid dude. He's always given me a pretty straight answer. Yeah. And it was it was hard hearing that go, man. Yeah, I, I hate to see all these bars and stuff close. But I think that's it. I mean, you know, like getting to what you were talking about, we had this great scene. And then it sort of disintegrated and a lot of different factors were going on. You got rent skyrocketing through the roof. You got crime everywhere. Uh, and then on top of it, you have... Our generation worked through that whole scene, and then when we left, there wasn't anybody to like. No, there, we needed some people that were as energized as we were about making our own thing, and it just it just didn't happen. Yeah. And I don't know if it's that bar culture isn't as cool because it's not as like featured, or if social media yeah, I, made it so you, you can go. I, th- I think the bar feed just didn't make it as cool like it was, man. Because yeah. even when we used to go, we used to, like me and Big Keith, every time we would have went out, we was always in the sport coat yep. jeans, like early Kanye college dropout Ooh, swag. For real, man. man. You always had, like, it was so funny, Freddie, because like where, I, where my DJ booth was, you know, I could kind of see out over the crowd. And I love when you would walk through, because you were just like high-fiving motherfuckers on both sides. If somebody had a piece of pizza, you would have just grabbed it. (laughs) But it was so funny because every time, women just like, who's that? Like you could just see them (laughs) whispering at each other and chitter-chatting at each other. And you just, big old smile, just walking through like, "Mm, I'm going to tell you shit. (laughs) It was so dope because you like... I always, I was always bummed out when I'd have friends. Like, don't get me wrong. If you want to be casual, I'm wearing shorts right yeah. now and sneaks. But like, some of my friends would come out and not even try. They'd be wearing yeah. like, like they got done working out at the gym and they just put on a different pair of shoes and then come down. And you're like, well, yeah, no wonder no fucking girls want to talk to you. You look like you don't want to be here. Yeah, nobody wants to hang out with the people that don't want to be there. And I used to tell that to my buddy Jeff, one of my best friends to this day. When he started coming downtown with me when it was popping, I'm like, hey, dude, you gotta, you gotta. You got to switch it up, man. At least you're on like a nice button down. Yeah. 
and some jeans. I will iron his jeans because I iron. I'm like, you ain't wearing. You coming with me, man? I got a reputation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, if you, uh, you know, I've, I now I sound like the old guy, but like, I know if you dress like you want people to feel about you. You're going to feel better because you took a little time on yourself. Yeah. And then you're going to go out and weird. People are going to react to you a little bit different. And it's not about spending the most money. Man, I was a TJ Maxx hero back in the day. You and, I was me and you both. No, K&G menswear? Come oh, on. K&G. K&G when I needed a belt? No, K&G. Hey, me, me, Kurt, when we worked at the Annex, me, Kurt, and Blades, we went to K&G. Our stylist was Bo. Yeah. That's when we had our Pip and Holes party at the Annex. Uh, and we got like three suits for 150 but we were shopped. like. Thing. Everybody else, when they do that, they buy like the the cloth pimp suit in a yeah. bag that you get at like the Halloween superstore. Yeah, y'all looked like you could really be running game. Yeah, like that was the thing. And then it was funny. We went to um, Pier One and we bought the like the big um, crunk cups at the time. And we went to we went to some craft store and bought these fake diamonds. And this went Kurt and Blaze at their apartment in Plymouth, and we're gluing these yep. fake diamonds. And we went out. We went out that night. We were like, hey. Dude, this is wild. And we went and we went to Bella Note before we went to the end, and some of those older cougars were like, Who's these guys with the pimp? Because that's when the pimp comes. Oh yeah. And we just bought some and just put some fake diamonds on them. And we and we we knew it was fake, but it was just our presentation, the way how we just owned it. Like, we're having fun. Like I will love Lil John for the rest of my life. For like the wild shit that they did, just to see if it would catch on, yeah. And then it did, and yes. then they do the next wild thing. Like, do you remember when he used to have the, the gasoline? The gasoline, <laughs> yes. And he filled with Patron. Yes. Oh my God! When when he came to exchange <laughs> right before I left, he came to exchange, and uh, I was walking him out. We were on the way up, and it, the Dave. By the way, for those of you that don't know, the Dave Chappelle sketch is one hundred percent real. He has. A super normal talking voice when you're hanging and, out. And he doesn't drink. No. Now he doesn't. He used to. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we were walking out. We were just talking. And I was talking about uh, when I saw them in Vegas. Um, DJ Vice was spinning and Lil John was the MC. And Vice, we had hung out the night before. Vice knew we were all going to be there. So Lil John's got his, he's got his gas can. He's got his pimp cup. Yeah. He pours a huge chalice of tequila <laughs> or water. I don't know. Whatever. I thought it was tequila at the time, but uh, he raised it up and he's like, we got motherfucking Minneapolis in the building. Yeah. <laughs> and our little crew of five people, yeah. we lost our minds and everybody around was like, yo, did little John just give you guys a shout out? <laughs> and we're like, fuck yeah. But like, we weren't quite close enough that we yeah, could like, yeah. So we just ran to the bar. We are like, like yeah. little John shouted us out. And the guy's like, yeah, next. <laughs> I know. Like, he didn't give a shit. Sorry. Here's $30 for a beer and a shot. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? But it was hilarious. Like he, I mean, he might have just been blowing smoke up my ass. But Lil John is like, dude, I totally remember that because he goes, because I was like, wait, what do you want to do? And he goes, yeah, we got some homies in, in town from from Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, <laughs> shouted it out. Yeah. That same night, by the way, Paris Hilton was dancing on a couch, and she slipped. Mm-hmm. I think her heel actually went through the couch, yeah. but she did a full somersault mm-hmm. over the table. And my buddy just goes, yo, I just saw her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when the situation came to bootleggers. Oh man, oh. that dude! That you talk about a dude that was pulled in the ladies, and I got to. And I forgot how I when I met him. I thought he was gonna be a dick, but that's one of the most down to earth yeah. dude. He was like, "I'm just doing it for MTV." And I'm at the time he said he was saving his money and paying his nope. taxes, but we all know what happened. But he's out now. But <laughs> but he was just so humble about the experience. I got to talk to him for like 20 minutes and. 
him and his brothers were cool. I mean, we uh, we went outside. I was still smoking cigarettes back then, and we went outside, and we were having a cigarette, and I was like. I was like, so how are you doing? Because it was the first time it had been quiet yeah. since he got there. And he just looked at me and he goes, man, I'm just so tired of this right now. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. It's great. And I'm not, I'm not complaining. But, like, I'm starting to fantasize about just going home and sleeping in a bed and not doing anything for a while. And I'm like, shit. Because, like, I watched two women married with children screaming, let me lick your abs. Like, friends of mine. And I'm like... <laughs> What the fuck are you like? I've yeah. never expected them to act like that, and yeah. they were super cool and, until he walked in, and then it was like basically watching like the girls that saw the Beatles for the first time on yeah. Ed Sullivan. Just like, I, I was there, there. <laughs> like women. Women were losing their fucking mind when the situation walked in because Jersey Shore was super big back then, man. So and man. it's weird they're all on TV again. Yeah, now, man. I know, right? <laughs> I haven't seen the new show. Is it? I, I, I watched a couple of the episodes, but it's it's still pretty funny, yeah. you know. But my boy told me, uh, the, my co-host on our, his name's Charles Wad. my co-host on the uh, on our podcast, told me that that's been his, like, guilty pleasure. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, man, I feel, I feel, do, do I watch it again? I, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I want to see that same shit at this point in my life. Yeah. But maybe I do. I don't know. Who knows? Everybody's having a good time and whatever. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'll still watch every now and I'm 40 now, so soon to be 40, 41 this year, man. The 40, 40 Club. Yes. A couple more. I, I got... Five more, six more weeks. Yeah, we're sexy 40s over here, ladies. They said, hey, I understand what people said 40 is a new 20 because I'm not going to lie. I am having so much fun in my 40s now, especially with launching this podcast and all the benefits it's been, I've been receiving, man. Basically, we got to grow up without all the cool technology. We got to watch as all the cool technology started to come out, learn how to use it. And now we have the means to buy the shit that we would want. And we can do stuff with it. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a good place to be. It is. I don't know. If I was a kid coming up right now, like, I don't even know what I would want to get into because everything is there. But for us, like, we're like, oh, first you got a, a, a phone that you can carry with you to call people. Oh, but now you can text. Like, I remember telling somebody, they're like, dude, well, get a BlackBerry because you can get your email oh. on it. And I was like, dude, I don't want my email on my phone. I, I'll, yeah. I'll have my email on my computer. I just yeah. want this. A year later, I can't possibly live without having email on my phone. Then it was internet. Yes. And now, people don't even have TVs. They're just watching oh, Netflix they, oh, on their phones. Yeah, and... I got to have watch on the TV. But the best phone ever made was the T-Mobile Sidekick. Oh, I loved it. Man, because when I was working at the annex and get a number, I popped that side. Boop. What's your number again? The, uh, Didn't me, and, and I, was, I wasn't dating somebody. I was kind of in an entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> you know? the, uh, the Sidekick 2. Oh. That was the one. That was my favorite phone. Because in addition to always looking cool when it would just like swing out, man, click the screen, uh, I got to a point where I could feel there was a, a bump on the, I think it was the G key. Mm-hmm. I would feel that and then I could drive and type text without even looking. Wow. And I would hit everything. I still can't do that. Yeah, I, I love the one. Like I said, I'll swipe it like up. Oh, oh. All right, what's your name? Okay, Stacy Annex. Okay. <laughs> the sound. Yeah, just, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I get you know I gotta close up. You know I gotta work after this. We gotta clean the bar, so I hit you up. But then we used to have the after parties at the annex, which you can, you came to a few. Oh hell yeah, I did. Rest in rest in peace, Rob. But we would have like the strippers, some of the Minneapolis cops. Dude, that was what. Were you ever in on the parking lot pimping back in the day? You remember that? Yeah, that's what I with um, Travis so then, Joseph. So there, were, there were two different ones. Okay. So the the first one that I don't. 
Man, it's been so long. I don't know if I remember you. The first one is where Target Field is now. That used to be that big-ass parking, parking lot. Parking lot, yeah. So everybody would park there, and then everybody would leave beer or whiskey, whiskey or whatever yeah. in their car. Yag. And then we'd all go down, and I can't remember. I think it was the crew from Brothers had a, a bag set that they'd bring with. Yes, I, I went to a couple. Not a lot. Well, because, and of course, like we pushed it too far. Too far, and yeah. People would start showing up. Yeah, like in the morning for work and it's 6 a.m. <laughs> and everybody drove home drunk. Yeah. And then it moved once they started bulldozing that for Target Field. Then it moved into um, the lot where um, where Bellinote was. Yes. Uh, inside, inside that parking ramp. And then, Blocky, yeah. That was wild. Man, yes. But you just greased the security guard and they were cool yeah. with it. Give him 50 bucks. He was happy. Yeah. My buddy Mark was a security guard at Blocky, so I, if I did shit, he just looked away. Yep. Or sometimes he would take, like, yeah, you know, I, 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 I could do a little shot real quick. Yeah. You know, like. Well, but that's the thing. Like, that was such a fun time because there weren't any any customers. It was just the staff. Everybody yeah. just got done working. From different, yeah, from yeah. different bars. And you'd hear, like, how was your night tonight? What, what happened? Did you have any fights? Da, da, da. And then everybody would just hook up their stereos and just start playing music. Yes, open the car doors yeah. and just... Just hang out, man. Like having it was like literally it was like a Hype Williams music video. Yes, at the end of the shift, like, Freddie, Freddie with the bottle of Grey Goose because at the time we with me working at the Annex and a lot of people could say this. Even Christina Klein, what up, boo? Could say this. We were able to buy booze from yep. from, from the from the clubs. Like, hey, hey, well, I'm going to Lake Minnetonka tomorrow. Uh, let me get like let me get like six bottles of Grey Goose. How much? Twenty bucks. All right, cool. There it is. <laughs> Mine. Man, that was yeah, man. That that was an era. I if it happened right now, I could maybe do it one night, and then I'd be like, yeah, I got, I got, I got to work in the morning now. Yeah, but I do the too. Time, yeah, I, we were just vampires. Man, you know, I'd sleep till two or three in the afternoon, get up, up. and then you'd be up till six or seven a.m. Lay down, do it all again. Yep. Wild, pretty much, <laughs> man. But we got a couple more minutes left. Any shout outs you want to give before we end? Uh, I want to give a shout out to, to all the cats that we worked with over the years. If you're listening to this and you spent some time, man, throw a comment wherever you see it. If it's on Freddie's page or mine or whatever, throw a comment about back in the day, like one of your favorite memories. Uh, also, I did just realize uh, we just passed the anniversary of uh, my man Jesse Lusk passing. Another, oh, yeah. Uh, another gone too soon guy from back in the day. Yes. But Jesse was always a straight shooter and an awesome guy. He had the stones to tell me that he didn't want to hire me as a bartender because he yes. knew me as a DJ. And I love him for saying that to me. Like, yes. I was mad at him at the time, but he uh, he reminded me to keep DJing and keep yes. doing what I was doing. Rest in peace, Jesse. Rest in peace, Ross, too, man. Another guy gone too soon. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody that's been listening, subscribing. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for all the people that's doing something positive with their lives, from volunteering, cooking for the community. Oh, uh, one more shout out to uh, DJ Soda and that whole crew. Yes. They've been down there holding it down every damn day. And yes, feeding the community. It's, it's inspiring seeing the amount of work that they're doing. Uh, anytime somebody says, just a DJ, I want to punch them in the face because you look at what people are capable of and the amount of good that they're putting out in the community. So shout out to Soda. Yes. And shout out to my guy, Eric Shaw and his group, Japan Van Dam, baby. Got to give them their plug. Japan, Japan Van Dam. Japan Van Dam. Boom. And we out this bitch. Thank you for subscribing and listening. Yeah.